Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Open your Bibles up to the book of Luke, chapter 11. And uh, I want to talk to you today. You know, the other day I was, here's how I, here's how I decide um, what I'm going to teach on a Sunday morning is I feel inspired by the Lord. Um, I have drawers. I've been in the ministry for a long time. I have drawers of sermons, but I don't reach in a drawer and go through and look for a sermon or I don't get a, a letter from the the head office saying, here's what everybody's teaching this Sunday. You know, unless it's Passover or unless it's Rosh Hashanah, unless it's uh, Resurrection Sunday and, you know, something special, uh, I pray and I say, God, what is the message that you have? How many understand there's a big difference between a sermon and a message? The Bible's full of sermons, but when it's a message that God wants to say to someone or to say to us, then that goes from logos, written word, into rhema, living word. And so I'd been working a few days on preaching on going into this new year, preaching on prayer. How do we pray? Because I'm going to prophesy over you, this next year is going to be awesome. This next year is going to be full of signs and wonders and miracles. This next year is going to be full of joy and health and prosperity. And so I, I, I want to go in to, be, can I be honest? It's a, it's a, most Christians don't pray right. And they wonder why their prayers don't get answered. There's, there's the correct way to pray. You know, you don't pray, and, and we'll get into this in, in 11 things, but let's say, uh, let's say there's a sickness, and you don't pray and say, Father, we ask for healing if it be thy will. Okay, the moment you say if it be thy will, you're double-minded. We know what the will of God is. And when we pray, we're to pray with authority. Thy kingdom come. And we'll, we'll talk about that. And so I was working on, on this. I said, you know, this next year is going to be a great year. Let's, I, I, I just knew God wanted me to lead you into the way to pray. And uh, while I was doing that, Troy calls me, Pastor Troy calls me and said, hey, let's do a, uh, a leadership class on on prayer, how to pray for people. And I said, that's perfect. That, that's exactly where I'm going. And so let's look at the instructions in the Bible. How many, how many know that more Christians would pray if they got their prayers answered? Amen? If, if you knew when you prayed God was going to answer your prayer, we couldn't get you to shut up. But when you read this, and they come to Jesus, they didn't say to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Because these are Jews. These are people who were schooled in the discipline of prayer. And so let me start off by saying, let me encourage you with a New Year's resolution. Start your day off with prayer. 
even, even if it's five minutes, start your day off with prayer. Don't, don't turn on the news. Don't, don't turn on, you know, ESPN. Don't turn on whatever. Start your day off with prayer. Get in the, get in the discipline of entering into God's blessing. Don't wait to pray when the house is on fire. Don't, don't close the barn door after the horse is out. Let's start our day off in the blessing of God and defeat the enemy before he even has a chance to attack. Amen. All right, let's go look at the, did I already have you open your Bibles? The book of Luke, chapter 11, look at verse 1. This, this is a great, great teaching. And it came to pass that as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, he ceased that one of his, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray as John also taught his disciples. Now, let me stop right there. And I've, I've taught this years and years ago. Uh, and I've said this before, but to understand this is a very Jewish thing. If you go to Israel, you'll see all kinds of Orthodox religious Jews, and they'll have different hats on, and they'll have different coats on, and they'll have different clothing on. And the reason is, is that they have a different rabbi, and their hats or their clothes represent what group they're in. And so it's a very Jewish thing that if you're following a rabbi, and Jesus was, the word rabbi means teacher, Jesus was their teacher, that they come to Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us how to pray like John taught his disciples how to pray. And so when you look at that, you realize that Jesus is the greatest teacher there is. And if we're going to have our prayers answered, isn't it logical that we would learn from Jesus on how it is that we are to pray? Now, they didn't say teach us to pray. They were already praying. But when Jesus prayed, blind eyes opened. When Jesus prayed, gold coins came out of fish's mouth. When Jesus prayed, funerals were stopped and people were raised from the dead. And so, and I don't know about you, but if I was seeing that, I would say, teach me how to do that. Teach me the keys to releasing the power of heaven into our lives. So look at what he says. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted or has sinned against us. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, we're going to get into all of these in the next few weeks to come, but let's start at the very beginning. They said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. And then he said, hallowed or holy or praise your name. Now, I'm going to reverse these a little bit. Now, the first thing he said is, when you pray, say, Father. And we're going to get into that before we close today. But I want you to get into praising our Father or praising the name of God. 
Look what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. The Word of God, and this is one of the most important teachings I can ever give you. Philippians 4, verse 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Now, now, let me stop right there. There's a teaching, and we've given it to you. In fact, my son-in-law, Brandon, wrote a song on it called Modeani, I Give You Praise. And where that comes from is this very understanding that Jesus is saying, praise the name of God. And Modeani uh, is a, a Jewish teaching that says, before your feet hit the ground coming out of bed, before you begin your physical journey of the day, start your spiritual journey by giving God praise. Modeani, I give you praise. Before you, before you think about job, before you put the coffee on, before you do anything, before your feet hit the ground, just stop and say, Lord, I praise you. I give you praise. Now, you may ask, what are we praising God for? Well, one thing, you're praising God that you woke up. Amen? Think about the alternative to that. But it's actually a little deeper, and I'm not going to get into that today, but in, in ancient Jewish wisdom, it says when you sleep, your soul returns to God, and God refreshes your soul and prepares you for your journey for the next day. And that journey, he's come to give us life and life more abundant. He's come to give us joy and happiness. And so that journey is a journey of, of defeating the enemy and living in the victory. And so we start that off with praise and thanksgiving. We enter in. Now, the Bible here says rejoice in the Lord always. And I looked up the word always in Hebrew, and it means always. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I don't know how many of you have been saved for a long time, but does anybody remember the old days on Wednesdays you always had testimony service? They remember those days? You have a that, it's testimony service. And so people get up, and we stopped doing it years and years ago because people get up and say, I, I just want to testify that the devil did this, and the devil did that, and the devil did that, and the devil beat me up, and the devil do, you know, and the devil made my husband ugly, and the devil, the devil did this, but Jesus came through. And, and, and I thought they talked 99% about what the devil did, and then 1% at the end, but I give Jesus praise and glory. Anybody remember those days? Okay, you're not entering in with praise and thanksgiving. And that's important. Most people, when they pray, they want to rehearse how negative it is and how nasty it is. And a lot of times when I'm praying, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, let's not talk about that. What do you need? You need a healing. You don't need a, the doctor said this and the doctor said that and the, the bank said this and that because faith comes by. If I can get you to learn that, it will change your life. Not just faith in God, faith in the devil. Faith comes by hearing and that word hearing means hearing what you're saying. Hearing what you're saying. Faith of the victory or faith of the defeat comes by hearing what you are saying. So this is why God says, rejoice in the Lord. 
And again, I know you didn't hear me. I say, rejoice. How can I rejoice? Pastor, how can I rejoice when this is happening, that happening? Because what Satan meant for evil, God will use it for good. Build your life on Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good. How many things work together for good? It, it may not look like it. It may not feel like it. it. It may not make any sense, but you enter into his answers in praise and thanksgiving. And so he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let the gentleness be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, th that word gentleness, that the word, it, it, some say moderation, as some of your Bibles say moderation. The original transcript would read it like this. Let the look on your face look like you know God's there. I just want to praise God. <laughs> Pastor, would you pray for me? Let the look on your face. Pastor, would you, would you come in agreement with me? Because I know God's got a better job for me. Can you? You, you, sometimes you got to fake it when you don't feel it. Say amen. amen. Listen, you're going to either get your answer or you're going to get sympathy. How many want the answer? Now, listen, this is, this, this is, this is life-changing stuff. You get fired, you come home, or, you're, or they shut your business down, or wherever you come home, you go, guess what, honey, man, we got laid off. Oh, praise God. God's got something better for us. Thank you, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You don't allow your circumstance to dictate your future. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Always. The Lord is hand. Let the look on your face show that you believe the God who walks on water that brings water out of a rock to bring gold coin out of a fish's mouth. That God has got your circumstance totally in the palm of his hand. Look at the next verse. Don't worry about most things. Is that what it says? Don't worry about anything unless it's happening to you. It says, be anxious for, don't worry about anything, but by everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, that's an error. Don't worry about anything. How can I not worry about it? All things work together for good. We are more than conquerors. If God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, somebody help me here. But look what it says. But in everything by prayer and supplication. We know what prayer is. Do you know what supplication is? Asking God for favor. In prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. In other words, we're not just asking God to give us a new job. We're asking for favor. God, I lost my job. They shut my place down. And Lord, I, I need a new job, but I need the favor of God and the favor of man. Not just what I used to make. I need you to bring good measure, pressed down, shaking together, overflowing. And then look what it says. With thanksgiving, 
Lord, I need a new job. I need a, I want to, Father, I thank you that I'm going to make more money than I've ever made in my life. You know, that guy left me, but I thank you. You're going to bring me somebody that's finally good looking, that has a job. I, I love to say this when I'm preaching somewhere where, where they've only seen me on television. God doesn't answer prayer. God wants to do exceedingly abundantly. Oh, come on, somebody. If Satan's trying to steal something, God's not going to just bring that back. God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think so we can rejoice in the Lord. What Satan's meant for evil, God's going to use it for our good. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known known unto God. And the peace of God. The word peace, shalom, means nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing. And the nothing missing, nothing broken of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He'll give you a peace. Man, why are you so happy? Because God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think. It's going to surpass even my understanding. How in the world did this happen for you? I don't know, but my God is almighty God. My God is all powerful God. Look at this. And finally, my brethren, (laughs) what things are true, what things are noble, what things are just, what things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate. Don't meditate on how ugly and nasty and impossible. Don't meditate on that. Meditate on the good things. You know what the word meditate means? It means see it and say it. See it and say it. Let me give you an example. Maybe you got kids that are away from God. Instead of talking about how bad they are and how this and that is and how terrible it is, you need to start saying, you know, man, those kids are going to be going serving God. This is the year they're coming back to God. You can see, I see them lifting their hands and praising God. I see them doing this. I see them doing that. That's what meditate means. You know, I, you know, I had to do a, less, a class on biblical meditation. You know, uh, on, on, on meditating on the things of God. You're seeing it and you're saying it. You're seeing your kids. You're not seeing your kids out doing drugs. You're seeing your kids in church lifting their hands. You're seeing your kids serving God. You're seeing your kids with their family and with their own children. You're seeing and saying exactly what God said. You know, you do that every Shabbat. When you pray for your sons, you say, may they be like Ephraim and Manasseh. You pray for your daughters, may they be like Rebecca, Sarah, Rachel, and Leah. What you're doing is you're prophesying. And and look at me. Every time you speak, you're prophesying. You know what? I don't think we're going to make it. According to your faith, be it unto you. You know what? What the devil stole, he's given back 20-fold. According to your faith, be it unto you. Look at me. Look at me. Why do you think the Bible says, put a guard on your mouth? Shut up. 
If there be anything good, praiseworthy, if there be anything, think on these things, look at these things, speak these things. If you're going through a tunnel, listen, I'm telling you, if you'll do this, it'll change. If you're going through a black tunnel, look for the light at the end of the tunnel. Look for it. If you can't see it, create it. Calling those things which are not as though they are. You know, I, I don't have time to get into this, but do you know most of the problems we go through, we create? When we get to heaven and the devil is there being condemned, we're going to realize he's getting blamed for a whole lot that he didn't even do. Every time, say this, every time, I speak, I prophesy. Whether it's light or darkness, you know, we're going to die. We're going to die. The 10 spies, Joshua and Caleb saw the same giants. The 10 spies came back and said, we're, we're grasshoppers. We're, we're, they're so much bigger. We're going to die. And God says, as truly as I live, as true as I'm alive, I, I need to teach this again before long. As truly as I'm alive, and there's nothing more alive than God is alive. He has, there's no beginning, there's no end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He said, as truly as I'm alive, this is that true. That which you have spoken in my ear will I do to you. Calling those things which are not as though they were. You know, it's a terrible illustration, but I left, I, I, I let the, my dogs out this morning and, and, uh, and Gunner comes back and, and Duke comes back, but I've got a new puppy named Blue. He's got one blue eye. And he's a dingbat. And I don't know, we don't know where he goes, but, you know, we got Blue. They're all come back. Blue, come here, Blue, come here, Blue, come here. I'm calling him in. You know, eventually he shows up. But that's the same thing we got to do. Make sure you're not calling in darkness. Make sure you're calling in blessing and light. Somebody in this room will have more money at the end of the year than they can even imagine. Might as well be you, right? Well, how will it happen? Well, with that attitude, it won't. But God is running to and fro looking for somebody. Amen? If there be anything good, think on these things. Emphasize it. The glass is always half full. It's never half empty. So the Bible says, they said to the Lord, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he says, when you pray... Praise the name of God. Go with me to Psalms 100. This is such a great, a great teaching. Look at Psalms 100. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness whenever it's convenient. Can I, can I say something to you? You should see you from up here you know we're up here singing the worship team what a mighty god was there some of you go 
you know what, I don't feel like it. Well, then don't feel like getting blessed. Don't feel like getting prosperous. Don't feel like uh, the Bible's, let, let me read it. Let me read what it says here. Hmm. Make a joyful shout. What a mighty God. Why? Why? Well, but pastor, I don't feel like it. You know, when you don't feel like it is when you really need to do it the most. Because faith comes. Why do you think why do you think in the synagogue or the church, God instructs us to start off with praise and worship? Because you've been out there fighting Goliath and you got to come in and you've got to prepare your soil, your spirit, your soul, your mind to hear the good news. And the way you do that is by praise and thanksgiving. And I, and I love it. It says, make a joyful noise or make a joyful shout. You know, w w when they prayed on the day of Pentecost, when they prayed, everybody heard them. One of the things we will teach you in this series is pray out loud. When I first get up and I say my modeani and I walk into the into the kitchen, I'm going, Oh God, I give you praise. It's gonna be a wonderful day. You know what? You know what? You can't think something negative when you're saying something positive. Oh, come on, somebody. And according to your faith be it unto you. And so you start off by hearing yourself singing in the spirit, singing in the understanding, praising God, doing it out loud. You know, God doesn't just throw things in there and says, uh, let's, let's just have, let's say shout because it'll sound neat. It'll sound charismatic. Well, they were Jews. They weren't charismatic. But there's a reason for that. You can't think something negative. You can't be thinking about the bad situation at work when you're saying out loud how wonderful and mighty our God is and that this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. You are defeating the devil and entering into God's blessing. Now watch this. Watch this. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. In other words, Jew, Gentile, everybody. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. <laughs> Can I tell you how, you know, I've been in this a long time. Can I tell most people, Pastor? <laughs> it's worse than you can imagine. That's not coming before him in singing. Pastor, hey, can you come in agreement with me? I know God's got miracles for me. Now we're entering into it. But if we've got to pump you up, you know, I can remember, I can remember my little sister years ago, little, little sister, when we were kids, and she comes out in the living room one day, and she goes, nobody loves me. You know, I think, well, that's one thing for a five-year-old. But when you're 55, come on. You got to rally yourself. You got to put it on, put it, put on, put on the garment. You know, I, I am to the age that I ask Tiz every day, every Sunday, what am I wearing today? 
How many men have ever noticed that? They married us the way we were, but now they have to dress us. You're not wearing that today, are you? No, I put this on to show you what I'm not wearing. To show you that I don't wear this anymore. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise. Would you dress me? Jesus, would you dress me? He said, no, no, you put on the garment of praise. Well, I don't feel like it. I'm just coming to church in my jammies today. <laughs> put on the garment of praise and take off the spirit of heaviness. You, 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 you know, you witness to your family, you, you, you know, you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You, you, need, you need what I've got? They want to know, is, is there a vaccine for what you've got? But, you know, if you're full of joy and you're full of happiness and that leads you into the blessing of God, everybody's going to want what you got. Put on. Who, who puts on the garment of praise? Who puts it on? We do. You do. Put on the garment of praise. Doesn't mean there's no giants out there. Doesn't mean there's no walls of Jericho. Doesn't mean there's no, no, there's no Goliaths out there. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means that greater is he that's in us. So put on the garment of praise. Let, let me get through this. Look at this. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who makes us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now look at this. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures all generations. Now, I'm going to end with this part. I was going to get into our father, but I'll talk about that next next Sunday. And it's, it's crucial because I'm going to show you the number one reason Christians don't get their prayers answered. They're praying wrong. But let's leave it with this. You enter in to his courts with praise. You enter in his gates. You enter in by giving God praise. I asked the guys in the back, I said, should I go hear this with it? And because that's the key. That's the key right there. That's the key right there is that you don't start off by going, Father, I got to tell you how bad it is. You start off by saying, Lord, you are almighty God. I love you, Lord. You love me. What a mighty God. God, I give you praise. Today's going to be a marvelous day. Today, God, you're going to open up the windows of heaven and pour me out such a blessing. Father, you said that you'll bless those who bless Israel. And Father, we're part of blessing Israel. Father, I thank you that you're going to touch my family. You're going to touch my children. You enter in to all that God has, you enter into it. God inhabits, God lives in the praises of his people. Don't start off, don't start off complaining. Don't start off begging. Don't start off 
saying how bad it is. Start off by praising, and what it'll do is lift you up out of your circumstances into a supernatural realm where Almighty God lives. But I'll leave you with this. And I asked the guys in the back, I said, I don't, should I, I, that's the most important thing. Start everything you do with praise. You're thanking him before you see it. Before, you know, if, if you get a new job, yeah, you thank him after you get a new job. But what opens that door to that new job is praise and thanksgiving. You thank him for the healing. You thank him for the miracle. You thank him for this. You thank him for that. But what enters you into that, what opens that door, is your praise and thanksgiving because it's now built your faith up The greater is he that's in you than anything that's coming against you. But let me leave you with this. I believe in all my heart this next year, between now and the next presidential election, God is going amongst his people looking who he's going to use as an example of great blessing. This is going to be our greatest year physically, spiritually, financially. There's going to be ministries that are going to rise up right out of the body of Christ, of signs and wonders, of prophets and prophetesses. I believe that in all my heart. And a lot of it has to do with what's going on in Israel right now. And a lot of it has to do with where we've been taking you in the church for many years now in being connected to Israel. Why does God say you enter his gates with thanksgiving? In the gates are the courts of God where God makes his ruling. But he says you enter into those gates. Long story short, in the temple there are 13 gates that the people were instructed to enter into. 12 of those gates related to the children of Israel. Anybody can tell me why 12? Think about 12, 12 tribes, the 12 tribes. So one tribe would go through this gate, one tribe would go through this gate, and they'd all meet in the middle to receive the power and the blessing of God. Why 13 gates? Because right before the coming of the Messiah, the Gentiles will begin to enter in to the gate also and meet the 12 tribes. Isn't that amazing? We're not of the tribe of Benjamin. We're not out of the tribe of this, 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 this. We're a different tribe. We're a Gentile tribe. But God says there'll be a 13th gate. And as the, tri the tribes of Israel are coming back to the temple, and right now in Israel, there's a tremendous revival taking place of, of secular young Jews coming to God, praying and saying the Shema and putting on the Tefillin and, and going to the synagogue. What Satan's meant for evil in this war, he's bringing about not only a physical victory, but a spiritual victory. But there's that 13th gate that we're coming through. And we're meeting our Jewish brothers and sisters in the temple of God, preparing for the coming of the Messiah. This next year is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Somebody's going to get blessed. It might as well be you. Would you stand with me all over the building? We're going to talk about this. We're going to get into the other aspects of God's prayer. Now, 
let, let, me, let me say this. Here's your New Year's resolution. Can I give you two? Can I give you two New Year's resolutions? Number one, start your day off with prayer. Five, just start with five minutes. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Where you, you're just, you, can, you can just go through the Lord's Prayer and say it, and it'll mean so much. So start your day off with prayer. Can I give you a taste of why that's important? We'll, we'll hit on this in a couple weeks. Give us this day our daily bread. If you don't pray that, God has a blessing for you this day. And if you you have not, because why? So if you miss it, that means... It'd be one thing if this was Pastor Larry's teaching or uh, some other pastor or some rabbi, but this is Jesus. They said, Lord, you bring gold coins out of fish's mouth. When you pray, say, give us this day. Every day, God has a certain blessing. It's just like blind Bartimaeus, and he would have passed them by. So isn't it worth it? To take five minutes, just take five minutes and start off with and start off with praising. So number one, say this year, Lord, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, a child of prayer. And and you know, I know we're busy and things. Just and the reason I say five minutes is because once you start doing this and you start feeling it, it'll grow and grow and grow. But let's start off with five before you get in the car. Doesn't count when you're in the car praying this day and that daily bread and you know. Doesn't count. I mean, it's okay, but because <laughs> I've driven next to you on the way to church this morning, and I apologize for thinking those thoughts. The other thing of it is, decide you're going to be positive. Decide you're going to be a positive person. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't, doesn't matter. All things work together for good. You know, you get up and you go, oh, man, it's raining. You go, praise God, it's raining. Oh, man, it's sunny. Praise God, it's sunny. Oh, man, I put on 10 pounds. Thank God I can eat. <laughs> Decide you're going to be a positive person. Because according to your faith, be it unto you. Don't let the devil steal your faith. Decide, I'm, you know what? The devil's not going to steal my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. I'd like to have every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around real quick. Just right in your seat. The way to start this new year off is by giving your life or rededicating your life to Jesus. And so as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, no one's looking around. You say, Pastor, would you remember me in prayer? You know, I'm ready to get my, give my life to the Lord, rededicate my life. I want to feel that joy again, that peace again, that happiness again. And I want to be a part of what God has for me and my family. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one's looking around. You say, Pastor, would you remember me in prayer? Lift your hand up all over the building, and I'll see it right where it is. And just, just keep it there that whole time, because every one of you is important. I see that hand, 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 that hand. I see that hand, 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 that hand. 
that hand, I see that hand, God bless you, that hand, 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 that hand. Give them a great big clap offering. Take your neighbor's hands across the building, if you would, and just lift them up, lift them up, because the wonderful thing about the body of Christ is we're all in this together. We're, we're lifting each other up. Let's say this out loud. Say this after me. Say, Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know I've sinned. We've all sinned. But I know this. You love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to pay the price in full for all my sin. Right now, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Now say this with authority. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my spirit. Get out of my body. Get out of my home, my family, my finances, my future. I declare I am more than a conqueror. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you receive that, give the Lord a clap offering. All right, as we go, say this with me. This next year is gonna be my best year so far. Somebody is gonna be blessed. It might as well. Give the Lord a clap offering. Happy New Year.